Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. I'm so glad we have a couple of minutes to do a Text Talk episode here real quick. I am also. I have forgotten to tell the good people how much we love getting their emails when they send them to texttalk at christiansmeethere.org or uh, participate over on the Facebook group. Yes, on the Facebook group, one of the things I'm trying to maintain, yeah, I don't get on Facebook every day, so it doesn't end up there every day, but the paths of righteousness. You know, last mm-hmm. week in Psalm 63, mm-hmm. we decided here on Text Talk to go ahead and walk through we that. We just got to do that every once in a while. But uh, we're, we're always trying to, with our own congregation, think through praise and yes. admonition and yes. trust and yes. hope and sharing. But every day on Facebook, when I get on Facebook, I, I pop up a little question so we can talk about it. We'd love to have people involved in that, letting us know what they're getting out of those paths of righteousness. And we also want to say thank you to the people that are listening. We appreciate the positive encouragement and the feedback, whether you're listening at the regular speed or one and a half speed. It probably <laughs> sounds better at one and a half speed. I we, think we, it does. We're just, glad, we're just glad that you're listening, that you're with us. But Hope I, that it encourages you. I appreciate those people who say, no, no, I like you guys at regular speed. That makes me feel good. Well, it does. It does. Those are the people that like to listen, you know, as they fall asleep sleep at night. <laughs> Don't do that while you're operating heavy machinery. Yes. Don't fall asleep <laughs> while driving. All right. Psalm 64. Let's get right back into here. I'm going to actually read, I'm going to go out on a limb today. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. Excellent. All right. So Psalm 64 for the choir director, a Psalm of David. Oh God, listen to my complaint. Protect my life from my enemy's threats. Hide me from the plots of this evil mob, from this gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning, but God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them, and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. Then everyone will be afraid. They will proclaim the mighty acts of God and realize all the amazing things he does. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in him. And those who do what is right will praise him. Praise him. Yeah. So we lose that whole exult, exult uh, issue in that chance. You know what I liked? uh, Was it in verse 1 or verse 2? They used the word gang. I think it was in verse 2. That was fantastic. Well, great. Now, (laughs) I've already closed it and moved back to my Bible. Let me see here. Psalm 64. We can't close the other translations because that's when we notice how it's a little different. Ah, yes. You know, maybe if I put the marker there. Here we go. So gang, gang, gang. I think it was verse two. We've got evil mob. And oh, yeah, from this gang of wrongdoers. That's fantastic. Hide me from the plots of this evil mob from this gang of wrongdoers. Yeah, that's where the New King James has workers of iniquity. But, Uh you know, you get the sense of of their, with the idea of mob and gang, you see how they're all in it together, which comes up later in the psalm about they're kind of conspiring. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to jump into that, the the paraphrase, which is what the NLT is, it's more of a paraphrase, is because I thought it might, they might try to give us a little bit of that imagery and and help us have some image. So yeah, I really appreciate that. So when the gang is coming against us, the workers of iniquity, the gang of wrongdoers. The gang of wrongdoers. They're they're coming to attach us. The sharks, the jets, the wrongdoers. (laughs) 
whether they're, <laughs> you know, whether they're the personal, the competitive, the household, the spiritual, whether they're, it's, it's about faith or it's just about life. When these enemies are coming at us, we said yesterday that what we are not supposed to do is take up their tactics. We are not, we're not supposed to be looking at them and the peer pressure of their modus operandi becomes ours. They were, oh, well, they're getting away with it. And mm-hmm. so now I'm going to act like them. Right, right. I, you know what? Somebody needs to do something about this. I, and, so, and, and you know what? I guess it's going to be me. Somebody needs to step up and and yeah. call down fire from heaven on these people. And, I, and it might as well be me. I mean, I just have to. I couldn't stand there and take it. I couldn't take it anymore, Andrew. The way they were talking about me and the things they were doing to me, I had to fight back. Mm-hmm. I, I had to take up these same tactics. And yet that's actually not what David is doing here in the psalm. No, it's interesting. I, I do see a fight fire with fire approach, but it's not David who responds with the fire, is it? No, It's actually the Lord. God is the one who's going to, is the other archer in this uh, psalm. He's the one shooting the arrows. Now, trying to keep it in historical context, I do understand that David is the king of a geopolitical nation, and because of that, there was time when he took up military arms against foreign enemies. There was that time he killed a giant with a rock. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there were times that because of that, that he was the weapon that God used in his judgment. Mm-hmm. And so there's certainly those times, especially for David. But here as we get to the psalm, we don't find David saying, God, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go do this to them. I'm going to go. It's his prayer is leaving room for God's judgment, leaving room for God's vengeance. God, you know the right thing to do. You do it. In a way, don't you think it'd be simpler for a king and a warrior like David if they were actually shooting arrows at him? He could shoot arrows back. Yeah. But what we have is this metaphor of the arrows. You know, the the people are conspiring and it's all about words and they're coming this way from under a, you know, a a cloak and uh, they've conspired together and it's the perfect plan. Yeah. No one will get out of this scheme. Nobody sees us. Yeah. Nobody knows. Uh, we, we've we've done this under the cover of night and darkness, and and we're gonna get away with this. And David says, "But, mm-hmm. but God, but God, but that's right. God shows shoots his arrows at them. They are wounded suddenly. It is going to happen. God will take aim. God will bring judgment on those who are against His people. But God will do it in His time. Yeah. There is this period of time when it seems like they're getting away with it, but God will do it. And David is saying, "I will wait for that. I'm mm-hmm. gonna let God be the one." Mm-hmm. In fact. One of the things this makes me think of is that whole bout with Nabal and Abigail, uh, where David is actually, yes. he's he's actually going against this mindset, and he is just fed up, and he decides to take matters into his own hands, yes. and it's by the intervention of Abigail that she comes along and says, you do not want to do this. Mm-hmm. When you actually get to be king, you don't want it said that you took up your own hand against the enemies. Let God do that. That's right. And David praises her and thanks yeah. her because she withheld his hand from yeah. violating this very yeah. principle. Yeah. And then, of course, when God does take vengeance on Nabal and God does shoot his arrow at Nabal, he then wants to marry Abigail, this woman of wisdom, having demonstrated herself to be a great wife, he brings her into his family and marries her. Yeah, that's one of the funniest uh, verses to me in the Bible when it talks about Nabal's death and then uh, 
David, it's something like, and he rejoiced in his heart, or he was glad, or something like that. <laughs> and he goes and marries, yeah. goes and marries Abigail. So here we here we find this, but but still here, it's that entire principle of vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and David gives way for that vengeance, and that's exactly what we need to do. Now you you liked what the NLT said there in verse two, but I will say that I really liked what your New King James said. I believe it was in verse eight. Why don't you would you read that for me? Sure. Sixty four eight. So he is going to be God. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. I, yeah, I thought that All was hilarious. All who see them shall flee away. Look at a picture. Just think about that picture, that, that the tongue is so long that it's it's getting in the way of ah. <laughs> their legs are tripping up, up stumbling words. over their own tongues. Well, you know, and I'm drawn to that verse also because it, it is the reversal. I mean, isn't that how God does it? You've got these um, evil surmisings and slanders and everything pictured as arrows. When God shoots his arrow, it's a thwarting and a reversal of all their arrows, mm-hmm. right? Their their tongues and their words are defeated. The, David's prayer in this is, God, hear my complaint, don't hear their slander. Mm. Hear my complaint, don't hear their slander. And I know what God's going to do is God is going to take up his arrow. He's going to shoot them. And what that's going to look like, what that's going to, and this I think is really important. It, it's not going to look like God just beating the daylights out of them. It's not going to mm-hmm. look like God just coming along and saying, all right, you broke one of my rules. Now I'm going to take you out. It's their own words are come back against them. Yes. It's their own plotting. It's it's what they've done. They 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 become their own worst enemies. Like like Haman building these gallows, building them very tall in the book of Esther, so everyone can see. And he intends Mordecai to be hanged on those gallows, but instead he is hanged on his own gallows. He is hanged on his own gallows. The the fellows who uh, slandered Daniel. And got the yeah. law set up oh, against Daniel yes. and praying, and they yes. throw him into the lion's den, and Daniel survives. But then the king tosses them into the lion's den, and before they even hit the ground, the lions have eaten them. Yes, 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 yes. This is that same idea. And it's it's really—I'm not saying there's never a place where what God does is enact punitive— You've broken a rule, and now I'm going to punish you in in wrath. But man, there's a whole lot in the Bible that that what it really so often is. It's like God saying, "Yeah, I'm pulling back my protection. You've you've walked this path, and now I'm going to let this path that you've walked mm-hmm. uh, give you the the problems that it gives. Yeah, you know, you you're living a life that produces consequences, and I'm not going to keep those consequences from happening. Your your own your own you're going to stumble over your own own you know, tongue. Words. You're going to hang on your own gallows. You're going to be thrown in yeah. your own lion's den. This is what's going to happen. But even in that, it's it's a manifestation of the justice of God. Oh or, sure. Or even the vengeance of God. Right. Yeah. Don't revenge yourself. Vengeance is the Lord's. God will take care of it. We we're taught that in Romans chapter twelve, verse fourteen. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Uh, in verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm. One of the things, I, again, we did Matthew last season, I think about the Sermon on the Mount. One of the things as I was studying through the Sermon on the Mount last year with Matthew, with a class that you taught, and then when I was doing with the college students, that, that passage where it talks about us loving our enemies, being like God, who sends rain, uh, causes his sun to rise yeah. on the evil and the good, sends his rain on the just, just and the, the unjust. unjust. I actually, I started walking through in the Old Testament, okay, how does God use rain and how does God use sun? 
And one of the interesting things as you go through the Old Testament is sometimes he uses rain in judgment. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard about that happening in the Old well, Testament? there was that global flood that killed everyone except for the eight on the ark. Sometimes he uses it on the as blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talks to the Israelites, when you get into the land, I'll make it rain. Yeah. Okay, but the sun, there's also... There's also the sun sometimes is used as a blessing. The sun shines, it's mm-hmm. the light, and yet sometimes the sun rises up with its light and withering heat. Yeah, killed that gourd that Jonah was yeah. uh, taking shade so, in. So what I found as I was going through the Old Testament is that as God brings his reign on the just and the unjust and the, the sun to shine on the good and the evil, is that God knows when the rain and the sun should be used for judgment, and God knows when mm-hmm. it should be used for blessing. Mm-hmm. And what I do in loving others is I'm giving room to God. I'm I'm giving room. God is the one who is going to decide whether the rain or the sun should be judgment or whether the rain or the sun should be blessing. And yet, of course, right now, as we're recording this, there's a lot of rain and it's falling on everybody. There's a lot of rain all over the state of Florida. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess we'll know soon if this was a good rain or a bad rain. (laughs) Well, for different people, it might be both, uh, you know, who yeah, knows? Yeah. My, my point being is that, yes, there is the aspect of when a storm like this comes through, it, it falls on everyone. You yeah, know, it's not like right. the, it's not like the righteous. Oh, look, there's actually sunshine on their house while there's rain everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But again, I think part of this is I'm leaving room for God. God knows how to do this. Right. And when I right. leave room for God, I'm loving people the way I'm supposed to love Amen. them. Amen. And, I, and I think that's one of the important things. So we want to leave room for God even when we're dealing with our enemies. What a great lesson from Psalm 64. We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your word. Father, as we study this psalm, we we begin to see ourselves and our dealings with others. Help us, Father, not to become impatient. Help us, Father, not to take on the activities and the plans of the enemies, trying to outdo them and their own games. But, Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to trust that you will do that which is right, to defend your people, that vengeance is yours. We need, Father, to to do right things and to trust you in all things. And, Father, we trust you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.